1: This is Off Topic Hot Topic, a bonus episode of the Hunting Seasons podcast. I'm Damask Leary.
0: And I'm Broderick Gordis. Let's get to it. Off Topic Hot Topic. <laughs> That's whatever you were talking about for you. Brian Fuller's done absolutely nothing in the last month, but there has been a lot of news.
1: So much news. Too much news. So
0: much to talk about. I just want
1: the world to stop for one day. We need a break. That
0: would be really helpful, actually. I think so. A lot to talk about um, and a lot of things we've been watching a bit as well. So, let's get into it very quickly. Uh, Starting with, actually, Mm -hmm. a tweet from listener Daniel. Uh, You might remember we had that segment, Better Watch Saul. Where yes. listeners can, uh, are giving reasons why we should be watching Betty Call Saul, <laughs> and more specifically, why you, I me? Mean? because you're the barrier between us watching It's all my
1: fault. So this comes Have from... you seen our schedule? I am not the barrier. <laughs> How dare you? It's, true. it's a lie.
0: Uh, tweet from Daniel. Well, I think Guillermo del Toro said it best. The stakes in Better Call Saul seem smaller than Breaking Bad, but the moral and emotional downfall are deeper and more poignant. The performance from Bob Odenkirk alone is worth the price of admission, plus more Mike. End of quote. And I think that's a very strong case. What do you say?
1: That's probably the strongest case yet. I think for me watching it.
0: So I'm still not gonna do
1: it. I don't have time. I don't know how many times I have to repeat this to you, Babel. I don't trying, have time guys. to watch
0: it. Keep trying, just keep pitching her. She'll mm. break eventually. Yeah, I probably won't. All right, let's go through some headlines real quickly. Mm. Mindhunter, season two, is launching on Netflix on August sixteen. Haven't watched season one yet, but people seem to like that one, so I like put season the word one. Out. Yeah. Are you um, looking forward to season two?
1: Sure, why not? It's been so long, but yeah, sure.
0: Has yeah, what a year? does not been that long, has it?
1: It feels like a million years. I was oh. living in my old house when I watched it. So oh, wow. It's been okay. a while. There
0: you go. Uh, just to follow up from the whole office leaving Netflix thing in 2021, mm. Friends is now mm-hmm. scheduled to leave Netflix in 2020, is going to Warner Media's new streaming service, HBO Max, mm-hmm. which is like the third or fourth version of HBO streaming <laughs> out there, whatever. So yeah, I'm
1: just glad they didn't choose HBO Plus.
0: Well, that's so
1: many pluses around. That's
0: actually they. I think they do have a HBO Plus. Though. <laughs> of course, I think that's they a do. thing. I like Max is like mm. plus further. It's like yep. to the max. It she should is. be a HBO Plus Max. <laughs> uh That's yeah. So that's another reason that people are going to drop Netflix. Apparently. Actually, apparently Netflix had like it's not as good a subscription like growth this last quarter or something like that. Last mm. month than they expected, and their uh s- their stock price dropped quite a bit this week.
1: Look, I've got something to say. Here we go. Find another fucking sitcom because when you do, you'll realize Friends is not very good. Friends doesn't hold up. It has not aged
0: well. Aged real poorly. It's aged very badly.
1: Very badly. Just find another fucking show. Stop rewatching Friends. There's better stuff out there. Much, much, much better stuff.
0: It's aged as poorly as Scrubs and How Much Mother? (laughs) <laughs> Tuka and Bertie has mm. been cancelled by Netflix after just one season. This is sort of the animated, I'm not going to say spin-off of Bojack Horseman, maybe spiritual success or spiritual partner Bo mm-hmm. Bojack Horseman. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, uh, Have you watched it? I watched one episode and it wasn't for me.
1: <laughs> I watched two.
0: <laughs> what do you think?
1: I didn't love it, but everyone I spoke to, they're like, just keep watching, you will. I was like, okay. I
0: feel like, yeah, if I kept going with it and given it I'm a chance, sure I would have liked yeah. it as well. Um, Are we so to that's blame for point. this
1: situation? We might People be. People like us? This is yeah. the problem.
0: People who have just sort of like, oh, I'll come back to it later and didn't. And mm. Netflix have looked at the numbers and gone, "Yes, yeah, sorry, no. But to
1: be fair, I just simply didn't love the first couple of episodes. But so is it my fault for not identifying with think
0: it? Think of it this way. Mm. Imagine if BoJack Horseman was cancelled after one season because its first season wasn't that's all that true. impressive.
1: You're making a strong argument. And
0: now that's like one of mm. our, the best shows we've mm-hmm. ever reviewed on the, sh- mm-hmm. on the podcast. That's true. Uh, here's some news for you, Damask. Oh, for
1: me personally. Some
0: positive news. AP Bio picked up for a third season for NBC Universal streaming service.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Everyone needs to watch season one and two of AP Bio. It's so fucking good. It gets better and better. I'm, I'm, so happy, so relieved. And when I found out this news, I was like, there is good in the world. There is <laughs> like good things can happen, and they do. Thank goodness. I'm, I'm very. This makes me so happy. It makes me
0: so, so happy. Your emotions here remind me of like the period where after every season of season of community, we didn't know if we we're going to get another yeah. season. <laughs> and, and then I'm, when you did, you like we got yeah. to the sixth season on Yahoo, and just like thank. God, mm. We did it. There you go. Uh, although NBC Universal streaming service, how many fucking universe, uh, streaming services are there going to be? This is getting out of hand. You know what we're going to need soon? Mm. A package that puts them all together in one handy way. Huh. Maybe like a cable oh station or something like that.
1: Though at the moment in Australia, because obviously we don't have access to all of those things. Mm. but A lot um, of it ends up on Netflix. Yeah, well, it all either ends up on Netflix or Stan or... Amazon. Amazon or SBS On Demand or whatever it is. But like, they're free at least. Yeah, we have, they are free. We've got a few free ones, which is fantastic. So we have to pay for far less than the Americans do, which is so far working out for us in a way.
0: Uh, NBC has ordered a a first season, a full season of Tina Fey and Ted Danson's new comedy. The series will star Danson as a rich guy who runs for mayor of Los Angeles for all the wrong reasons. After winning, he has to figure out what he stands for, gain the respect of his staff, and connect with his teenage daughter, all while controlling the coyote population.
1: (laughs) No, it's going to be absurd, I assume. Like 30 Rock?
0: Well, when I hear all while controlling the coyote population, my first thought goes straight to Pucks and Wreck. It's like... I this mean, sounds that is very also porne-esque.
1: this is also like a very 30 rock kind of like there's always like a bizarre like B or C storyline that just like infuses the world with an a sense of craziness. Mm-hmm. So I'm I mean those two people I'm big fans of so Tina writing. I'm there.
0: Head writer, Ted Danson, starring. I'm, yeah, I'm there. Get some Amy Poehler in there because God, get actually get Leslie Nope in there. <laughs> just get her straight up in it.
1: No, no, she's she's gone. She's no longer with us. We have got to move on, Brad.
0: Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, good to know what Ted Dance is going to be doing after the Good Place ends. That's true. Yeah. It's coming up soon. Hulu planning a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy TV series. I mainly bring this up. It's a long way away, but we were sort of talking about um, Good Omens, how it mm-hmm. ha- sort of had Hitchhiker's Guide vibes to it. So yeah. I can imagine some of that DNA ending up in that show. I can see that working actually as a TV show. There's a lot of there's a lot of books. There's a lot of material.
1: I've only seen the film, so I really can't speak too much. And on there it. was a
0: there was a low budge series back in the seventies as well, I think. Right. And it originally started as like a radio play, I think, before Ooh. it eventually became the book. Interesting. And books ongoing. Okay, let's get to some bigger stuff. Seventy first Emmy Award nominations Ooh. were announced. Here we go. I'm gonna read some stats from Kimberly Nordike, uh, uh, article at the Hollywood Reporter. Game of Thrones landed thirty-two Emmy nominations, setting the record for the most noms for a show in a single year. How do we feel about that? Straight up, Game of Thrones season seven or eight or whatever it was that we did not love you got
1: thirty-two nominations, the
0: most ever. How in a many of
1: those do you know? You won't know, but for, are those the performances? A lot.
0: There's quite a few. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about a couple of those in a moment.
1: Um, I mean, it, it, it always feels like oh, so many, so often award shows seem Late to the game mm. I feel like The show should have Probably gotten that A few seasons ago And it would have made More sense And I think like Oh Game of Thrones We f- will finally admit That it's a real Fucking huge thing And so on it's like On it's As it's bowing out We will give it, it it's, it's due
0: which... I, I mean, I think, what, Pierre Dinklage has been winning Emmys for a while. I think Lena mm. Headey may have won um, one year as well. There's definitely been, they've had their moments in the There's spotlight. There's no reason
1: that their last season should have got more than the others, though.
0: Except that, as you said, it's just because yeah. it was the biggest thing ever on television. Mm. And they just want to celebrate that. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of how Return of the King won, like, 11 Oscars or whatever it was mm. the year it came out, even though... It's not the best Lord of the Rings film or the best film of that year. But it was a good film, at least, which cannot be said for Game of Thrones last season. (laughs)
1: Ooh, snap.
0: HBO earned 137 noms overall, beating its own record of the most noms for a network in a single year. It landed 126 2015. Good for them. Not surprised. HBO dominates. Netflix came in second with 117 Emmy nominations after topping HBO last year. I think it's just important that, like... It's amazing that it wasn't that long ago that Netflix was considered a bit of a joke.
1: Yeah, everyone's like, oh, they shouldn't be nominated, blah, 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 blah. You know, the times, they are a-changing.
0: They are a-changing. I saw something on a tweet the other day about like, what would the 10 biggest stories be, or biggest stories of the last 10 years in TV, Mm. and one of them would just be Netflix, just in entertainment in general. It's amazing how that's changed the landscape in a short period of time. Game of Thrones also uh, landed Acting Emmy nominations for Kit Harington, I made a, like, what the hell face. <laughs> Amelia Clark, Peter Dinklage, Nikolai costa Alfie Allen, that's cool, Lena Hetty, mm-hmm. Maisie Williams, Sophie Turner, Gwendolyn Christie, and guest star, Karis Van Hooten, I can't remember who they played. Meanwhile, Is other sh- that
1: um the Red Lady, whatever her name is? Maybe, it might have been, I actually. think she nominated herself.
0: Well, her and Gwendolyn Christie. Who both got nominated? We'll get to that in a moment. Meanwhile, maybe I'm
1: getting that wrong though, so I'm sorry if that's wrong.
0: Other, sh- I think Alfie Allen was one of them too. Meanwhile, other shows scoring multiple Emmy nominations include Amazon's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It got twenty. Mm-hmm. HBO's Chernobyl got nineteen. Mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live got eighteen. HBO's Barry and FX's Foss Ver- Verdon got seventeen apiece, and Netflix's uh when- Verdon, sorry, mm-hmm. Netflix's When They See Us got sixteen uh editor's note this is from me there are way too many emmy categories going through all this <laughs> i just wanted to put a spotlight on this particular category though lead actress in a comedy series mm. christina applegate in dead to me on netflix rachel brosnahan on the marvelous mrs maisel julia lewis dreyfus on veep natasha leon for russian doll katherine o'hara for schitt's creek and Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag—that is a fucking stacked category.
1: It's I don't know. And there's know. two shows
0: there I haven't even watched.
1: I don't know who's gonna win. What I, shows, I don't know who do I watch?
0: want to win. I haven't watched Dead to Me and I haven't watched uh, Shits Creek. Right. I've only seen bits of Veep really too, but I know enough about Julia yeah. Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. But like, I don't know if I want uh, Natasha Leon to win or Phoebe Waller-Bridge to win. I'd be pretty happy with nearly anybody in that category. Yeah, I
1: think I'd be happy with anyone in that category winning. Um, amazing, amazing, like, people in that category. I would happily have them create a show just with all those actresses in it. I think it would be make, make me very happy. Though we do have to note, there are no women of colour in that.
0: True. So, that's something
1: to also acknowledge. While they are all very talented and very deserving... Very wide. (laughs) Very good point. But yes, no, I do love all of them.
0: There was also a point someone made, I think, um, when it came, especially to writing comedy, Mm. but in general, more female writers than male writers, I think, were nominated Mm. in some Mm. categories. I think particularly in comedy, that was true, which I think is just proven by a lot of awesome female-led comedy on TV in the last year. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie nominated herself for supporting actress. Uh, in a drama after HBO didn't do it for her. Fucking
1: arseholes. Good on her.
0: But what a ledge. Mm -hmm. I hope she wins just based off that. And a snub that stood out, Darcy Carden, no best supporting actress in a comedy offered to her, particularly after doing Janet's. Remember the episode where she had to play multiple Janet's?
1: Nominate her for they it?
0: They must have. I would hope I mean, The so. Good Place definitely got nominations in there. Got writing nominations and stuff like that. How could they not have nominated That's Darcy That's fucking Garden?
1: shit. She absolutely deserved that.
0: At least a nomination. Absolutely a nomination, in, yeah. Definitely. Uh, the 2019 Primetime Emmy Awards will be handed out Sunday, September 22. A host has not yet been announced, I don't think. I wrote this a while back. Mm. Side note, the noms of the 2019 Emmy Awards were announced by Ken Jeong and Darcy Cardin.
1: Uh, oh, <laughs> fuck you.
0: <laughs> what a joke.
1: You're ridiculous.
0: Uh, okay, Netflix re-edits graphic 13 Reasons Why Suicide Scene more than 10 years after it first aired. Uh, this article comes via Randall... you 10 years? Two years.
1: Oh, it scared me. I'm like... Well, I may have old. said
0: 10, but I meant to. <laughs> but, I mean, Netflix hasn't been around. Uh, maybe it has been, but not on streaming. Anyway, via Randall Colburn at the AV Club. Uh, spoiler warning for 13 Reasons Why and also a trigger warning for suicide. Yes. It gets pretty... A big graphic in this article as well. Damask, would you mind reading out this article, please?
1: Oh, happily, Broderick. All right. The scene in question, which is no longer available in full on Netflix, depicts Catherine Langford's Hannah committing suicide in a bathtub by slashing her wrist, then screaming in anguish before her mother finds her lifeless body. The scene, as it currently exists on Netflix, no longer features the actual act. Instead, it cuts from Hannah in the bathroom to her parents reacting to her death. In a statement, Netflix says it made the edits on the advice of medical experts. We've heard from many young people that 13 Reasons Why encouraged them to start conversations about difficult issues like depression and suicide and get help, often for the first time, they said. As we prepare to launch Season 3 later this summer, we've been mindful about the ongoing debate around the show. So, on the advice of medical experts, including Dr. Christine Malta, oh, sorry, Christine Motier, Chief Medical Officer at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, we've decided with creator Brian Yorkey and the producers to edit the scene in which Hannah takes her own life from season one. Yorkey offered a statement of his own, clarifying why the scene was originally written and offering context as to why he agreed to the re-edit. He says, our creative intent in portraying the ugly, painful reality of suicide in such graphic detail in season one was to tell the truth about the horror of such an act and make sure no one would ever wish to emulate it, he said. But as we're ready to launch season three, we have heard concerns about the scene from Dr. Christine Motier at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and others and have agreed with Netflix to re-edit it. No one scene is more important than the life of the show and its message that we must take better care of each other. We believe this edit will help the show do the most good for the most people while mitigating any risk for especially vulnerable young viewers.
0: What's your initial reaction to this news? Does this sound like a good thing? Does it make you... Do you feel better about it being there in the first place? Was it ever really a drama for you to begin with?
1: I mean, I've never seen the show. So it's hard for me to comment... Um, in a truly informed way mm-hmm. but a lot of the discussion I saw about it wasn't necessarily about that scene it was simply about um, just the depiction of suicide and how it affects those around the person that has actually committed the act
0: that's yeah because um, that's the thing as well that's what i would yeah. heard so it's interesting that that somehow this specific bit's got been latched onto. Mm-hmm. is it just an easy like they see it as an easy fix and they'll like we'll be out of hot water so we can promote season three properly if we just look like we're being proactive. Yeah.
1: It's also strange to me because obviously um, the creators, you know, they've given this, you know, response in which, you know, they thought about all these different things and they wanted to show the horror of suicide to deter people. I was like, well, clearly you mustn't have done much research because if someone wants to commit suicide, nothing will deter them. Mm. Like yeah it's yeah you can't horrify someone out of wishing they were dead. You know what I mean? like that just it's that's not a thing. They need other kinds of help that's not going to be able to do it.
0: Well, hopefully, what this does is make people who want to discuss this sort of stuff, especially involving like teen suicide, mm. maybe look at the research and what's sort of deemed to be good ways of talking about this and bad ways of talking about this before they make their shows in the first place. Yes. Um, So, as much as it might seem like, uh, you know, my reaction was maybe this is just an easy fix and it's good publicity to do this now, Mm. at least they are following some science here or some proper Mm. research, which Mm -hmm. is good. And maybe, yeah, let's. the lesson shouldn't be let's fix this two years later. Let's try not to let this happen again. Yeah. You know, make better decisions in mm. the creative process in the first place. But overall, I suppose, I mean, if you're going to do something, that's better than doing nothing. I
1: guess so. Sure. Low bar.
0: We also have had a trail apocalypse.
1: Oh, my God. Mainly
0: just in the last week or so, but there's been plenty going the around. The internet
1: has blown up.
0: So, let's talk about the uh, the number one trail on everybody's lips. Ca- oh, oh, oh. Cats. <laughs> Meow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: this, of course, adaptation of the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, Classic. directed by Tom Hopper, uh, Hooper, yep. Hooper, Hooper, Hopper, Hooper. Who cares? The well, I mean, he's an Oscar award winner for the King's Speech. <laughs> and director of lame is.
1: <laughs> I fucking hated lame is.
0: <laughs> um, so, mm. the internet was had a lot to say about this trailer. Internet was
1: aghast.
0: It was quite a sight. It was a good day to be mm. on Twitter, actually. It
1: was very fun.
0: And mainly the feeling was horror, I think, <laughs> more than anything. And the reason why they have this new, I guess, what are they calling it? Advanced fur technology? Digital or like fur that? technology. Mm. So, if you can imagine, if you know anything about cats... You know, it's people dressed in costume with makeup and costumes to look like sort of human cat hybrid things, sort of. Yes.
1: They're jellicle cats.
0: <laughs> jellicle cats. Thank you. Whatever they're not actual means.
1: cats. They are jellicle cats. They're a different species. Is, Thank you. Is that
0: is that actually the law? Yes,
1: that is true. So, what, what defines jellicle a
0: jellicle cat? And what does the hell does jellicle mean? They're dancing,
1: mean? singing cats that can become reincarnated and ascend to the heavens. How do you not know this, bro?
0: But how do they... How? Why are they like people?
1: Because they're gelical cats. <laughs> okay. What do you mean?
0: That's all I needed. That's all I needed. Oh, this fixes everything. Okay. Because the yeah, this digital fur technology certainly has seemed to have just taken the costume design mm-hmm. of the stage show to mm-hmm. the next level. Some may say too far. Uh science has gone too far? Yeah, they, they didn't think to ask why, they just did. Yep. Sort of scenario. Mm-hmm. So what was your reaction to the cats trailer?
1: Ooh, 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 oh. So Bit of history. I work front of house in theatres. And so when Cats was coming to town, I had never seen it before. This was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And our dear friend Lauren, friend of the podcast, been on before, um, she said, Damask, I love this show. You will fucking love it. It is nuts. She didn't give me any more information than that. <laughs> so I watched it. <laughs> Nothing can prepare you for what... Cats is because cats is nothing. There is no story. It's just a bunch of cats that get up, sing a song about who they are and what they like, and then the next one comes on. And then at the end, spoilers, you should already fucking know this. Who cares? There's no story. It doesn't matter. One of them ascends to the heavens. It's bizarre. It makes no sense. There's no reason why it should be the incredible success that it is, but it is truly amazing to watch. And I fucking love it. I love Cats. It is, it's really my jam. Mm. So I watched the trailer and i like, oh, I laughed. I laughed, I laughed and I laughed because it's absurd. It is truly absurd as Cats, the musical, the movie should be. It is tonally perfect. It is a fucking horror show, as it should be. (laughs) It absolutely should be. And I was saying to a friend earlier tonight, actually, I was like, you know, because I was trying to talk to a friend who hadn't seen Cats before. I was like, it's as though it's a baby with five arms. And you're like, I should, like, be horrified, but you're a baby, so I love you. And actually, the thing that makes you disturbing to look at is actually the most endearing thing about you. It doesn't make sense. You should want to run away, but you love it because it's so tender and odd. <laughs> you know, does that make sense? Kind of. It's just you You won't understand until you see it. And the trailer is perfect. <laughs>
0: perfect? Per-
1: perfect, yes. It, it truly is. I loved it. I fucking loved it.
0: I mean... Uh, but I did
1: did I have nightmares? Of course I did. <laughs> but that's the show.
0: I uh Yeah, my initial reaction, because I've not seen cats, but certainly was aware of its reputation for being fucking bonkers, uh was was a little bit of horror to begin with. It's funny, I didn't think it looked as bad. Like I think people just sort of went like, oh, like they look weird, like human cat hybrids. I'm like, that's I've I've got to a point now where I'm like that. I think they're just doing it. I think they're mm. just going for it. Yeah, they yeah. have taken the stage show and what it is, and taken it to the nth degree mm-hmm. in terms of what you can do. Like Tom Hooper has just gone, like, well, we've got this fucking technology and this money. Let's just do it. And mm. you know what? I kind of applaud that.
1: Yeah, I think I'm what, what to I, I found most fascinating about it. Mm. Is simply the fact that this digital fur technology mm. just looks exactly the same as the fucking spandex suits. That's the bit on that's Broadway. weird, right?
0: Why not just have like the ears and the tail be like CGI, and the rest can be just their fucking costumes?
1: Just be like fur costumes. Whatever totally it is. right. Because it, doesn't, it make... doesn't look any better. In fact, it looks so much worse <laughs> <laughs> because their that's faces the point, are detached from their fucking bodies. <laughs> like so often, there'll be a shot, and their face will be like an inch too far to the left. <laughs> like it doesn't match up. Um, that was the puzzling thing to me. It's like you could have saved a lot of fucking money and just made like these incredible costumes for them. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, just animate the like the ears and the tails and stuff. That's all you'd need. But I think yeah, the <laughs> the sinking of the face to the body hasn't quite got there. But that's fine. It's all part of the fun.
0: Uh, His Dark Materials, the new mm. television show based on the book series, the His Dark Materials book series, mm-hmm. The Golden Compass mm-hmm. was a movie mm-hmm. that came out mm-hmm. album, many years ago, uh, HBO released a new one of those, mm-hmm. thoughts?
1: Haven't read the books, Uh mm. watched The Golden Compass starring our very own Nicole Kidman. Um, was not
0: impressed. I'm really excited for this show, though. We want this to be our new Game of Thrones. Well, that's
1: the thing. We're going to have like weekly viewings for yeah. it, which will be very fun. It looks cool. I'm down.
0: I'm into it. It looks like we were talking last week with Stranger Things, like there aren't enough sort of those adventure, just fun adventure shows. And that's mm. a lot of what I'm getting here. I get the feeling it's also going to be kind of dark at times, but it's it's fantastical adventure. Mm-hmm. Surely is what this is selling me. And I'm up for that. Yeah. Looking forward no, it to looks it. Oh, that's cool. That comes out for 2019. Westworld season three got a new trailer at San Diego Comic Con. Uh it's trying real hard from a long way back to get people back on board with Westworld. Like they it knows it dropped the ball with season two and they like, work for you? I'm I'm pretty curious about it. I like it needs God, sh- you're easy. Yeah, I am. The show needs to do a lot to
1: Gonna have more self-respect.
0: <laughs> Shawnee's do a lot to to prove to me that it's learned its lesson. Like, for starters, it needs to not be a fucking mystery box mind game bullshit next year. Oh, if they do that it again, have,
1: I'm gonna smash my TV.
0: It can have a couple of little like mystery, ongoing mysteries. It's like why is this person here? Or how'd that person get there? Like stuff that'll be explained throughout mm. the season. But generally, if you could just tell like a really compelling if they story. play with and, time again. Yeah. I'm gonna don't do
1: it. Set something on fire. I'm enjoying what.
0: Yeah. I'm enjoying like Aaron Paul. It's a good inclusion. It's good in this trailer. We see a lot of our favorites come back. People I didn't necessarily think we were going to see again. Mm. Um, and it being outside of the park. Is, is it comp- though? Yeah. That's exciting. Well, World War Two. Well, the World War Two bit certainly seems like you- it's in
1: the fucking park to me. That bit, might be. <laughs> Ugh. My but, favorite character once again slaughtering her storyline. I'm sure. Yeah, Ugh. you might Look, be right. Look, I am not convinced. We will do
0: it for the podcast. Oh, will we? I mean, it's too big not to.
1: Yeah, I think we have to, which is fucking annoying. So I will. I will not be happy. <laughs> They've got to make me happy. I'm going in with like such low expectations. Sure. And I will be hard to impress because, god damn it, season two sucked balls.
0: Yeah, it was terrible. Ugh.
1: And you all know I don't like sucking balls. So. It was a huge affront to me as a human being. (laughs) And season three is going to be really fucking good.
0: There is a Watchmen television series coming out later this year. Mm -hmm. uh, Show run by Damien Lindelof. Famous Mm -hmm. for Lost and The Leftovers, which we need to watch one day. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah,
1: Apparently that's really fucking good. Really good. Only three seasons. Like, Mm. really
0: good. Apparently amazing ending to a series as well. Yeah,
1: watch that with all our free time. We Mm -hmm.
0: need to do that. Uh, It... It's, this is a like a sequel to. It's hard to say. I don't think they've set out right whether it's a sequel to the comics or to the movie that mm. Zack and I did or its own sort of version of that. But um, I'm pretty into this. Me what too. I'm seeing I mean, looks real cool. I yeah. would like to do it for the podcast because it looks really original. I think we definitely are in a time where like doing a superhero like satire slash sort of like takedown is a really like examining the idea of masked vigilantes in more mm. in a modern setting. Cause Watchmen is set in the seventies or eighties, I think back in the Reagan era. Um,
1: yes. Yeah. I mean, it go- takes you through history a little bit, but yeah, sure. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah.
0: And this is like, however many years after that, it's talking about a lot of the legacy of the previous stories mm-hmm. or the previous story. And then yeah, updating it for like now I'm like, I'm I th- I'm really into the concept and it looks really interesting. Uh I, I think it's got an intriguing premise. I think it's really well timed. I mm-hmm. don't trust Damien Lindelof from my personal. Uh, <laughs> you've been
1: betrayed before?
0: Yes. Yeah. But I'm willing to give it a go. Mm.
1: No, I'm I'm totally down for it. I really enjoy the trailer. I love Regina King. Yeah. Um yeah, I'll certainly check it out. And I'm I'm I have a feeling we'll do it for the podcast.
0: Yeah. I think we're gonna think that'll be good. Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun 2, Top Gun Maverick, (laughs) the new uh, summer 2020 blockbuster Mm. film, uh, sequel to Top Gun, which no one asked for. How did it look to you?
1: I don't give a fuck about Top Gun. Oh, my God. I don't enjoy that first film.
0: Oh, I don't either. Snooze. I think it's super overrated. I got to it very late.
1: (sighs) Tom Cruise needs to stop doing fucking stunts all over the goddamn world, learning how to fly a plane and just hang out with his fucking kids god damn it tom cruise i don't care about your fragile masculinity and what you need to prove to the fucking world snooze 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 i'm over tom cruise i'm over his bullshit no thank you
0: i could not disagree more (laughs) (laughs) i am really i'm just like i i there's one thing that tom cruise that, that top gun does right right it's like fighter jet like action film sort of Mm. it's barely that but it's in there a little bit the stuff inside the planes looks awesome it's something we haven't seen on film in a fucking forever i can only imagine how it's going to look you know tom cruise actually learned how to fly i know he did
1: i I exactly fucking hang out with your kids
0: hang out with your fucking kids he is the world's best action movie star there's no way around it don't i i don't like the guy as a person fuck he makes good action films though
1: i'm not watching his fucking movies god I'm, damn it
0: i'm pretty in no nah, this, this i'm this, absolutely this trailer me in a big not way. what a
1: waste of my time what uh, a waste of money join the air force kids fuck off no
0: you liked captain marvel that's that was a big ad for the air force apparently you know what that argument doesn't hold water with me she barely flies a fucking plane in fact she cl- crashes a plane in that film spoilers for captain marvel she crashes <laughs> a plane <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, did you propose an argument and then cancel it out yourself?
0: <laughs> no, I was bringing it up because I wanted to try and <laughs> rebut you, but I was like, as Absolutely. I said, I was like, I don't believe this shit. <laughs> what am I doing? Picard, mm. the mm. new sequel series to Star Trek The Next mm-hmm. Generation, mm-hmm. following Jean Luc Picard, captain of Jean-Luc. the uh, mm-hmm. USS Enterprise from yep. Star Trek Generations. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, sorry. Star Trek Generations. Generations. That's a Generation,
1: thing, I'm sure. Go on.
0: Uh, I'm interested. I didn't really. I haven't really watched Star Trek, but you've watched a little bit of it. I've I watched just, you watch this trailer. Yeah. just Yeah. So
1: I have just watched Star Trek Voyager, and obviously I know about Picard, and I I was already going to watch it anyway because I'm like, cool, new Star Trek
0: show. I didn't like what's a Discovery. Disco- well, this is my the big thing. It's like I didn't love with that Discovery. Mm. Like, that's where my trepidation comes in.
1: Well, well, Discovery has a protagonist that is incredibly unlikable and unrelatable. Picard is not those things. Sure. So already it's got a leg up. So I was watching. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm interested. And then, oh, my favorite character, Ooh, Seven of Nines in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I, I, Rob was here with me. I screamed. <laughs> I was so excited. Oh, fuck, she's a babe. Oh, I just, she's amazing. I love it. I'm, I'm so down. I was down already and now I'm really fucking down. I'm in.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. I wish I'd watch The Next Generation. I might try and watch a little bit of The Next Generation. Maybe some of the like must-watch episodes or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's lists out there. Before watching Picard, just get a feel for it because I'm mm. I've I'm definitely watched, to see. watched
1: a bit of it. Because it's always on um, channel ten.
0: <laughs> yeah, and now it's all on Netflix, at least yeah. in Australia. Um and I'm very interested in whether this can sort of pick up the vibe of the next generation and run with that. Like Mm. what is this show going to be? Is it just gonna be full of fan service with seven of nine and data being in it and stuff like that? Is Riker gonna show up and Wharf and I don't know. It's funny how I know so many of these characters, Geordie and like (laughs) someone who's never watched the show. I think
1: it's gonna have a very different vibe.
0: Is Wesley Crusher gonna show up in it?
1: Oh fuck, that'd be funny. That'd be amazing. Um I think it's gonna have a very different vibe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm interested. I'm looking forward to it. It, Chapter 2, got a trailer. It's coming out September 16th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Did you like the first It? It was all right. Yeah.
1: I didn't love it. Um, I think the less you see of... What's the clown's Penny, name? Pennyworth? Pennywise. Pennywise. Pennyworth. <laughs> Mr. Pennyworth. Um, yeah, the less you see of Pennywise, I think the better and the scarier he is. They're
0: not doing that, though. They're...
1: No, they're not. But... Um, I'll watch it. I think I'll definitely watch
0: it. It's The, the cast is ridiculous. It's so good. Jessica Chastain and, the, and the Bill Hader. Was and pretty
1: scary. So I was like, all right.
0: The trailer, that I thought it was a very good trailer. Mm. Like, it's really well put together, the way they use music and sound. Mm-hmm. It kind of is less of a horror feeling thing to me and more of like the next step in like this. It's almost like, not action, but like adventure type thing. Like Strange a dark things. adventure. Yeah. Got a bit of Strange Things vibe mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. A bit further along the horror path than that. Obviously, yeah. But... Yeah, I'm not thinking I'm going in there for the scares. I'm going in there for I'm really going in there for the continuation of the story. I think, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go see it as well um, if I can get, convince my girlfriend to go again. Uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, the Mister Rogers <laughs> film yeah. biopic with Tom Hanks playing yeah. Mister Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have my opinion on? Yeah, it? I do. is that why you're pointing at me? I do.
1: Um, look, so in Australia we have a. Like, we didn't have Mr. Rogers at all, so we don't have the, like, the swelling of the heart and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm sure it's, like, going to be interesting, but is anyone else watching films with Tom Hanks and ever thinking that it's anyone else but Tom Hanks?
0: Yeah, he doesn't do a convincing anybody else except himself. It's just
1: Tom Hanks on screen. And I feel like if it's this beloved person, for so many Americans in their childhood... Mm. Probably should have got another actor that isn't fucking Tom Hanks. I think you might be. That right was on my that. opinion.
0: Mm. Oh, that's Tom Hanks playing Walt Disney. That's Tom yeah, Hanks playing exactly. Yeah. I'm just imagining if they did a biopic of Benita from uh, Play School.
1: Oh my god, I saw her once when I was working in the theatre, and I was starstruck.
0: That's funny. Oh my I god, I had a similar experience. Did you? Where not with Benita, but yeah. I was working for a company that was like it Big Ted. No, no. <laughs> oh, God. If it was Humpty, that would I'd blow my mind. <laughs> this is getting real specific now. For Australians, like, Only yeah. <laughs> Australian listeners will get this bit. Sorry, High guys. School. Watch some clips Play on school. YouTube. Maybe it's watch amazing. some Round the Twist, Lift Off. Really, really recommend this yeah. stuff from our childhood. No, uh, I was working for a company that did like... Um, sort of helped kids to get prepared for entry exams into mm-hmm. like private schools and stuff like that. And so like on weekends and during the holidays they'd do this. And teachers would come I don't in. I do
1: remember you doing that. Yeah, yeah and yeah.
0: teachers would come in to teach uh, the students. Mm. And one of them was motherfucking George from uh, Play School. Oh my God. I was not prepared. No one warned me <laughs> that a celebrity was going to walk in and teach these kids. And I'm just like, this is motherfucking George. But what I was-
1: remember you telling me this story years ago and I forgot about it.
0: Oh. <laughs> absolutely starstruck. But the funny thing was, mm. what was really amusing was A, me trying to get the courage to ask him for a uh, autograph.
1: I thought you were going to say a hug.
0: <laughs> no. But what was hilarious was when all the kids showed up, because mm. these kids are like in primary school, yeah. he's They'd been have off no idea They have no idea yeah. who this person is that's teaching them maths or English or whatever yeah. it was, but all the parents did. Mm. And all the parents are like,
1: Oh my God. Oh my God, it's
0: George from play <laughs> I thought it was very, very yeah. cool. Uh, Fi- final trailer, Jojo Rabbit teaser, mm. the Taika YTT. What are they calling it a satire on hate, I think is what it says An in the An
1: anti-hate hate satire.
0: Anti-hate satire mm-hmm. about a kid whose imaginary best friend is Adolf Hitler. Mm. Fuck, it looks great.
1: It looks, I mean, Taika hasn't let us down yet. No, he has I'm not. And I'm very excited.
0: It's got very uh, Hunt for the Wilder people. Yeah. I think is the name of the film. Um, vibes about it, mm-hmm. shot in sort of a similar way. Very, yeah, I don't it's I, even
1: kind of got like a bit of a Moonrise Kingdom vibe.
0: I was getting some um, mm. that act, that director who I don't like as well. What's his name? Paul Wes Anderson. Paul here, Anderson. Paul, no, because it's, it's Paul Thomas Anderson, I think. Oh, there's okay. a lot of Anderson directors. <laughs> okay. Wes Anderson. Yeah. Not a massive fan of his stuff. Oh, that's it's going to be a very controversial statement. Everyone fucking loves Wes Anderson, except me.
1: I don't think it's controversial anymore.
0: Oh, isn't it? Have we I turned think it's the same with finally? like
1: Tarantino opinions. I think people are yeah, no. I, yeah. I think people are pretty divisive about like only fucking <laughs> film nerd loser douchebags like Wes Anderson. So
0: this week, I've seen Martin Scorsese <laughs> and Quentin Tarantino be turned against on film Twitter. You tell me that Wes Anderson's next? My it, no, it's
1: been happening for years. People okay. think he's such a wankfest.
0: That's my thoughts.
1: I personally like his films. I find them quite enjoyable, but uh, that's just me.
0: Um, but yeah. Uh, I getting a little bit of vibe of that, the way some of the the frame like the shots are framed and mm. and there's some cool people in that. Even Rebel, the colour palette. Rebel Wilson's in there, it looks like. Is and she? Think oh, she oof. was one of them. No, yeah. Um <laughs> Steve Merchant was definitely in there as well. Yeah, he definitely was. A few different other cool people. I like him a lot. That's coming out at the end of 2019. I'm psyched to see that film. Mm, I think it's going to be really cool. All right. San Diego Comic-Con Marvel.
1: (laughs) I told you there was a lot of news, everybody. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But I really want to talk about this. Marvel unveiled their Phase Mm, 4.
1: They did. They unmasked
0: it. They unmasked it. To start this... They just had a timeline that spread from 2020 <laughs> to 2022 and 10 untitled films on it. Mm-hmm. And one by one, they revealed them. I, should say, I shouldn't I should say films. 10 untitled projects on them. Yes. And number one, mm-hmm. Black Widow, which mm-hmm. we knew was filming. It's been filming yes. for a month. Comes out May 1st, 2020. Starring David Harbour and Rachel Weiss and Scarlett Johansson, presumably as Black Widow and not a tree. What
1: did <laughs> knew that joke was coming, and I was still so excited for it. Thank you.
0: Uh... <laughs> Mother's Day is around the
1: corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking
0: for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, yeah, excited about this. Black Widow finally gets her own film. Feels a little bit late. Probably could have had this, you know, a phase or two ago. Yeah,
1: look, it feels like... At the end of a party, and there's only two or three people left, and there's one guy who's like, Should we get more coke? And you're like, Buddy, the party's over. Like, it's done. Like, I feel like that era's like moved away. If they make a great film, sure, I'm in for it. But
0: spoilers. Spoilers for Endgame. She's already fucking dead. She's dead. (laughs) So, I know where her story ends. So, the question is, what could they possibly, what could be the point of doing this now? Right, mm. what are we? What is there to learn about Black Widow that we don't know already? Is there enough there that we want to? Well, there's know probably more?
1: quite a lot because her character wasn't particularly fleshed out in the films.
0: True, she could always have done with her own film, but like, what's it going to do in the? This is the thing about Marvel I, I, now. My
1: problem is like momentum. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the momentum of my passion for that character has probably dissipated quite mm-hmm. a bit. So. You know, maybe when it comes out and I start seeing trailers, I'll get real fucking excited. But just at the announcement of it,
0: I'm not super excited. There'll be a hook in there. There'll be something that'll make you go, oh, Oh. as it relates to the rest Mm. of the Marvel Universe.
1: I mean, put a scene with her making out with a girl and I'll probably like, oh, it's going to be the best film of the year. You know what I mean? It's very easy to hook me in.
0: I'm expecting that either they'll reveal they've revived her somehow and like she's going to be alive in the next phase. Or that I was thinking maybe because apparently this is set just not long after Winter Soldier, apparently, Mm -hmm. that maybe she's like a Skrull or like the one that died was a Skrull or something like that, that she is still alive and she's doing like secret ops behind the scenes sort of stuff.
1: All right. (laughs) It's a lot. I don't know. I'm getting a
0: feeling there's going to be a lot of Skrulls in the next phase the of next year, yeah. I mean that would make
1: sense
0: wouldn't it I've sort of started to set that up a little bit Yeah. Uh, Eternals comes out November 6 2020 starring Angelina Jolie Richard Madden Kumail Nanjiani Salma Hayek Brian Tyree Henry and directed by Chloe Zhao which is pretty cool female
1: Chloe Zhao do colour. you know
0: uh, not off the top of my head she's okay. films that people like but they're all indie films so cool. they're nothing big
1: that's awesome but I mean Marvel's kind of that's what they do sounds good
0: well, they're branching, like, it's cool. Female director of colour. Mm. Pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, a very, very diverse very cool. cast. I know nothing about these characters and have <laughs> nothing to add to that I whatsoever. tried to
1: look up some stuff and it was so convoluted. I was like, I, I give up. I don't know who, how any of these people relate to each other. They've all got weird names and I'm confused. But this is where we're at. We're but like, I'm down for but it. But it's like, okay,
0: cool, Marvel, whatever, I'm I'll so be in, there.
1: I mean, I think, you know, Captain Marvel ushered into ushered us into that era of, like, just fucking it. Take it all in. We're not holding your hand anymore. Yeah. Let's go.
0: I think so. it's I honestly think it started with Guardians. Like once we had once a film with the biggest film of that year had a talking tree and a oh sorry, a tree that said one word and a talking raccoon. Yeah, that's true. I was that's like true. just whatever.
1: Okay. This is what we're doing Off and we it's go.
0: great. Loving that. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings coming out February 12th, 2021. Starring, I'm going to say this name wrong and I apologise, Simu Liu, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Aquafina and Wong Kar-Lung as the real Mandarin. Is not, it Aquafina? Oh, Aquafina. You know, Aquafina Splojak <laughs> <laughs> Horseman? Aquafina. Oh yeah, Aquafina. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> as, oh, that's funny. Uh, Wong Kar-Lung as the real Mandarin because uh, the other Mandarin that was played by Ben Kingsley was not the real Mandarin mm. in Iron Man 3, which I loved actually that. Now,
1: I didn't look this up. Is this a film or a television show? This
0: is a film.
1: Oh, I thought it was a TV show. No. Okay, now I'm way more interested. Okay.
0: Um, and he's going to be the first Asian mm-hmm. Marvel lead hero. Yes. I am not familiar with this character either. I've never never heard of Shang-Chi. Um, I know the Ten Rings a little bit, because it's got to do with the mm-hmm. Mandarin but that is up. either way kung fu uh style marvel film sounds great i mean yeah and not the iron fist yes yeah,
1: thank you <laughs> like, as long as it's not the fucking iron fist it's not
0: I'm danny fucking rand in. fucking hell so that sounds I great. mean
1: agents of shield did have asian american in that team agents
0: of shield though that's not that's not real. Like
1: I know. I'm just saying. I just want to acknowledge those sure. that have gone before. Good point. But Good also, point. yes, I'm happy that they've got like a real fucking film in the MCU. I'm very excited.
0: Awesome. This is something else that was cool about this load. Mm-hmm. And again, apologies to the name Simu Liu.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, he tweeted about 12 to 18 I months ago that. at Marvel. Yeah. Hey Marvel, let's talk about Shang Chi. This then is why it
1: pays off to be. It's a the nerd. secret, everybody. You will tweet them something so abstract. And then they'll be like, huh, thanks, nerd. And then they'll make you a film.
0: The thing is, love he's, it. he's not the only person that did this. We're going to come to somebody else at the end of this who did a similar move and it worked out for them too.
1: There you go. Just start tweeting, people.
0: Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, May 7th, 2021. I love that name. It's a, the best it's title. It's so good. Doctor Multiverse Strange in madness. the Multiverse of Madness. I bet
1: there's so many like metal bands out there. I was like, fuck, they stole our album title. <laughs>
0: uh, apparently, they've said mm. it's going to be their first horror film. Fuck yes. Which, like, I can't ima- I imagine it's going to be a PG horror film, but, and, like, or Australian am. I hope not. But I like the idea of going f- super crazy, and mm. I have a lot of confidence in their ability to do that based solely off what they did in Spider Man Far From Home. You haven't seen that yet, have you? Yes, yeah, we saw it oh, together. Yeah. Oh it. my god, we talked about the podcast.
1: Oh my god, it doesn't matter what we spoke about on the podcast. You and I were sitting next to each other, experiencing it together.
0: Damask, I wasn't looking at you in the movie. Myself.
1: And then, and then we drove home together and spoke about it. What is happening?
0: <laughs> A shit memory. I'm sorry.
1: That's so hurtful.
0: Um, <laughs> the stuff in that. Uh, what
1: was, horror element
0: is in that? Well, I was just thinking in the Multiverse of Madness, I imagine there's going to be more psychedelic imagery and there was some pretty oh, I see, yeah, crazy, yeah. creepy stuff. There's a good sequence, right? Sort of the end of the second act that mm-hmm. was pretty... Yeah, yeah. I imagine more of that. Thor, Love and Thunder. This is Thor 4 coming out November 5th, 2021. Taika Ytt is directing once again. Tessa Thompson's returning and Natalie Portman is getting the powers of Thor. Holy fucking Can shit. Can I just
1: say, I am so horny for this film.
0: <laughs> this is everything. I am
1: fucking so hard for this goddamn movie. I'm so fucking excited. I will be masturb- masturbating every day until it comes out just in preparation. <laughs> Fuck
0: yes! Is it's, my response. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's and like, of course, God. there are a bunch of angry, you know, mm. cry boys out there. Who, There's no
1: room for me. There's no room for me in white, the world except straight, for set of media. <laughs> mm.
0: White straight, straight male erasure, because Thor is going to be a girl for a bit. Because I mean, this did happen in the comics first, but whatever. There was a fucking alien named Beta Ray Bill who was Thor for a long time. Like, shut the fuck up, everybody. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Uh, I would like to tell all of them to suck their own dicks because no one else will fuck off.
0: But, okay, let's just look at this for a second. So, Black Widow, the mm-hmm. eternal Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. Thor. Like, it's pretty cool we are getting, yeah, the Black Widow film finally... Shang-Chi, yeah, First Age. Like, I'm just really impressed with... Yeah. And the diversity in, like, their casting, the diversity How in many their behind-the-scenes stuff.
1: have come before where the protagonist is a white, fucking straight man? You've had your films. You've had them. Go back and watch them if you're so fucking precious and you can't handle it. They
0: haven't been erased.
1: God, I, I enjoyed those films, and guess what? I'm not a fucking straight man. Yeah. You can probably enjoy these films, too. Relax.
0: Alongside those five films, Mm. Marvel also announced these five Disney Plus shows. Girl. Mm -hmm. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, coming out in fall of 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, Daniel Brühl's Baron Zemo from Civil War. Yes.
1: Is Falcon not now Captain America? Well... I'm confused.
0: I mean, he was given the shield and theoretically Mm -hmm. the mantle, but...
1: Do you reckon it's going to lead up to him fully taking form as Captain America and then we'll have a film?
0: Um, probably, yeah. I yeah. I can so. imagine something like that.
1: Mm.
0: Um, Daniel Brühl's Baron Zemo of Civil War is set to return. Pretty happy with that. I liked him as okay. a bad guy. One- oh,
1: in that show. Yeah, he's coming in that, yeah. mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm.
0: show. Division, spring of 2021. We don't know a lot about this, but I'm assuming... It sounds nuts. I love it. Mm-hmm. There was a... I can't remember the name of the series, but there was a Vision comic book series, short series... About him just trying to live like a normal life with a normal mm-hmm. family. I imagine it's going to be something like that. And I'm actually really up for those two actors. If like, it's
1: a sitcom with canned laughter. <laughs> oh my God. I would love it. I can imagine. Honey, I'm home. Oh, vision.
0: I can imagine Amazing. an element like that being yeah, there or something like be that. Because so it would be pretty whacked out. Mm. But um, I'm up for seeing uh, Paul Bettany and the name Elizabeth of... Olson. Elizabeth Olsen. Thank you very much. Oh, Elizabeth Olsen. Like... They've been not been given enough material in the, in the movies. So to just give them a chance to like Mm flex the muscles. In fact, a lot of what we're seeing here is just them going. Well, we kind of want to leave the phase one phase Infinity War stuff behind, right? Mm -hmm. Infinity Saga, as they're calling it. Sorry, but they're like, let's just let live in on the TV shows. Oh, fucking, I'm there for that. So cool, Loki, Spring 2021. (laughs) It's gonna be so good. The What If series, Summer 2021. That's an animated series where they bring back- Wait, what series? What If is what's called. Isn't
1: that the name of the Renee Zellweger Netflix show that just came out recently?
0: Maybe. It's probably Marvel's What If. Right? Okay. Something like that. Okay. But it's basically the idea, and because the What If comic books have been around for a while, they're like, well, let's explore the idea. What if instead of such and such happening, what if instead of- uh, Steve Rogers getting the powers of Captain America, um, mm-hmm. Peggy Carter did, you know? Dope. And like play around with the things we understand to mm-hmm. have just been big, pivotal moments. Like Marvel in history. Twilight
1: Zone type shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. What gotcha. if instead
0: of this person living, they died, or this person dying, they still lived, or this That's villain got fun. away, whatever? And they're going to do it, it's going to be an animated thing.
1: Oh, cool. So I was wondering about the
0: logistics of that. Yeah, and yeah. They're, but they're getting back the voices yeah, from the actual yeah. actors who play the characters in the thing. So like. Uh, we already know that Michael B. Jordan's coming back to play Kill... Wasn't Killmonger? Yeah, it was Killmonger. Yeah. Was it? Because it was Killgrave. That was David Tennant. Yes. Killmonger. Yeah. Mm. And like things like that. Like fucking I sweet. I think
1: my like, sup- like super villain name would be like Killjoy.
0: Killjoy. That's a great super I'm like, everyone name. just shut up and go to bed. <laughs> Finally, Hawkeye Fall 2021. It's about him teaching the next Hawkeye, who is a woman... I never remember a name. Shaking my head. You don't care.
1: I don't care about Hawkeye.
0: That's a lot of fucking content over the next three years, though. It's so much. And so I'm much. On top of that,
1: firstly, sorry, I need to know. Yes. When Disney Plus comes out in America? Yeah. Are we getting it immediately? No. Can I much. buy it?
0: <laughs> but it's not. It's all right. Most of this content is not coming out immediately. I mean, the the, the that stuff with like the first show is fall of twenty twenty. We've got time.
1: So that is our spring.
0: That's our spring. We got okay. like a year from a year and a bit yet. Autumn twenty twenty. So I imagine you. that's their plan is to make sure that the most places have it by mid next year. Okay. And I will be there day one. On top of all this, Kevin <laughs> Feige also gave lip, lip service to the Fantastic Four and mutants, mm. as in the X Men, yep. that they are going to come in one day. He acknowledged that there will be a Guardians of the Galaxy three, Captain Marvel two, and Black Panther two. Mm-hmm. Uh. Probably in phase five, so more than three years away. Yeah, nothing mentioned about Spider Man three yet. There's apparently a deal with Sony that if if Spider Man did not Spider Man Far From Home did make a billion dollars, the rights would go back to Sony. It's about to cross a billion dollars, so don't okay, worry. Good, it's cool. So that'll happen. One more thing: Mahershala Ali mm. is cast as Blade. Yes, because apparently after winning his Oscar, one of the ones he's got. He walked up to Marvel and said, hey, guys, I'd like to play Blade. And they said, yeah, cool. That's a good idea. Let's do it.
1: Um, Have you seen Blade? Yeah. I haven't. I've never seen
0: Black What? because well,
1: when it came out it was too scary and I wasn't allowed to watch it and I just never yeah, went back. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've seen i I've seen it's all three black, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's like an R rated yeah. action film. I think
1: I tried to watch it once when I was maybe thirteen and I couldn't, so I turned it off.
0: It fits right in that era of like the matrix mm-hmm. coming out, right? In terms Lots of, of like, leather, like long leather jackets. Exactly. Yeah. Lots of blue drug dealer
1: like sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. Very similar mm-hmm. aesthetic. Uh, a little bit more violence than that, a little bit creepy because it's about vampires and stuff. Yeah. Definitely have the same sort of vibe though. It's Blade 1 and 2, uh, I haven't watched them in a long, long time. Mm. Widely considered classics. I have, Should we have a Blade marathon? <laughs> we could. I And we should include Blade 3, Blade Trinity, because I have a vivid memory of watching that, really excited to see it. Because mm. I think I'd watched the first two on like VHS, right? right? I wasn't able to see them in the cinemas. Blade Trinity is coming out. Jessica Biel and Ryan Reynolds are in this alongside Wesley Snipes. It's going to be great. <laughs> Halfway through this movie, I'm like, this is fucking shit. <laughs> and I actually oh, remember as Tangie going, this is a really bad movie. And it, boy, it, was. it is a terrible movie. <laughs> really bad. It's Blade it's 1 funny. and Blade 2 are good. Mm. <sighs> okay. Hey, do you want to talk about anything else? Uh, I do. Go on. Go. Actually. Go for it.
1: Um, So, I made some bold statements in the past. Oh, here we go. About a certain show. Oh. It was Queer Eye. Yeah. And I said I was just kind of over it. The like yeah. saccharine, very American thing that it was doing. I just watched the latest season. Was it season four? Are we up Correct. to it? I take it back. Really? I fucking loved it.
0: Really? It
1: healed my heart. It was beautiful. It's just getting better. <laughs> getting better. Nice. Um, it's It's fucking great. It is so beautiful and so moving and exactly what the world needs right now. Highly recommend this latest season. There's one episode where I'm like, mm, didn't quite connect with that person, but it's fine because you could tell that all the guys in the show didn't connect with them either. Okay. Um, but no, it's it's very, very, very good and moving as always. And I cried in every episode. And I remember I was having an emotional morning because I had a headache. And when you've had a headache for a couple of days, you're in a very vulnerable space. And Angela was like, oh, you know, we'll just watch Queer Eye, something easy to watch. And so, it's the first episode. And Jonathan, let's Jonathan be honest. Van Ness. Everyone's favorite.
0: amazing. Most
1: perfect human in the world. I, I,
0: I might prefer Tan or Bobby personally, but I do love Jonathan Van Ness.
1: I'm shocked by that because it's an incorrect <laughs> opinion. Anyway, follow him on Instagram. Yeah, and he'll he's be inspired great. every day. He's great. Um, Anyway, he goes back to his hometown, and um, they do a makeover on his high school music that teacher. That is so cool that episode. And I, like I said, I was already in a very vulnerable space, and I sobbed. Mm. I was hysterical. I like inconsolable. Just like i like tearing up just thinking about it. It was so beautiful. It was so fucking beautiful. Oh god, it's good. Anyway, everyone should watch fucking Queer Eye. It's so good. And I apologize. My previous comments about it because it's a very important show and we should all be watching it.
0: Welcome Mm. to the party because I 100% agree with that. It's exactly how I felt for the last Mm. four seasons.
1: I like the first two, and then I think the third, I was probably just in a bad bad space. Um, But yeah, no, I take it back. I think
0: the key is to watch it when you need to watch it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's a good point. Like this new season, I've watched in splatters of it because people in my house are watching it. So you can Mm. sit down and just watch what they're watching. And, like, it's a great thing when you're slicking through Netflix, like, oh, I haven't watched that episode of Queer Eye yet. Yeah. And, like, you, 40 minutes later, you're going to, your heart will be healed. You feel good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: What else you got for us?
1: I watched Book Smart the other night.
0: Finally.
1: <laughs> it is <laughs> so good. We should
0: explain to people what this is. Yes. You coming, can explain it. Coming me. of age comedy film directed by Olivia Wilde in her feature direct- directorial debut, starring mm-hmm. Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Dever. As two graduating high school girls who set out to finally break the rules and party on their last day of classes. Uh, mm. Sorry, go on.
1: You know how much I love female friendship, Brad.
0: I uh, yeah, you I've mentioned spoke occasionally
1: <laughs> about it quite a bit. And this movie is about that. It's about you know female friendship, burgeoning sexuality, and what it means to say goodbye to your safety net. I had such fun in the cinema watching this. I laughed out loud. It was the most enjoyable time at the movies I've had in a very, very long time. It was just the perfect coming of age film. And I am in love. I am in love, love, love with this film. Mm -hmm. It like filled me with such joy and healed many a, a wound. And it was just fucking hilarious. Like, laugh out loud funny. and Though, can I say, there are a lot of, like, boring straighties in the cinema. <laughs> and there's, like, some older people. And it was me and my girlfriend Angela and then a few, like, gay boys in, like, the back. Sure. And we found it very funny, Angela myself and the gay boys. Some of the other people didn't find it as funny. Yeah. But I think, like... I don't know, you're just going to get in the sensibility of what it means to either be a nerd in high school, a queer person in high school, just someone who doesn't quite fit in, but just like would like to, at least for a night. Um, and if you're in like, if you've ever been that person or can get into that mindset, you will absolutely love it.
0: I really loved it as well. Mm. Uh, it was, it was, an, it's an excellent film, extremely funny. Mm. It does very much fit that sort of template that Superbad Mm -hmm. has made. And I'm worried that people are going to compare it to that infinitely. So much better. There's another film called Good Boys, I think it is, it's coming out or something like that. That's like super bad, but if they were just 10 years old instead of like end of high school. I think it's actually, I think Mm. Seth Rogen is like one of the producers or something, I don't know, maybe director or writer. And so there's, there's this like genre that's almost forming around Superbad now. That being said, though, like, that's just the template for it. And it, it suits the film perfectly. Like, this one night, you know, mm-hmm. these two girls decide they're like going to the cut loose. the last
1: chance of yeah. frivolity before you enter into adulthood.
0: And it is a great story about friendship, and particularly female friendship. Mm. It's a great story, coming of age story, about high school and, like, finishing up at high school and moving into that next stage of your life. I also just thought it had a really good message, and I don't really want to to spoil exactly what it's about, but... It was. I was surprised by what the ultimate message of the film was mm-hmm. about, like, who the bad guys were and weren't, sort of, if that yeah, makes sense. Totally. Like, it's not... I think I said uh, on... When we were talking about Stranger Things, there was this review I read of it that really annoyed me because, A, this That's person right, was yeah. saying they wanted more out of the adult actors who were in it because there's, like, basically cameos from Lisa Kudrow and... Um, I can't remember the other guy's name. But, like two of the parents, and like in mm. two scenes and like blinking you'll miss them and they're like, oh, what a waste of talent. It's like, it's not fucking no. about them. Why does that matter to yeah. you when this <laughs> other film is happening? And the other thing they said they wanted was like, because it's, it's a very liberal film, obviously, they, they were like moaning that there wasn't like a Trump or a MAGA hat wearing villain. It's like, Mm-mm. you were not paying attention yeah. to what this film was about. Yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, because like, while these girls have, like, liberal sensibilities, like, they're young women, they're feminists. Yes. Like, their identity exists beyond just being in opposition of something else. Absolutely. It's just absolutely, res- like, representative of who they are. But can I just say, Billy Lord's performance w- in this film is incredible. Mm. Oh, my God, standout performance. Fuck, she's funny. And absolutely, like, you know... Making Carrie Fisher proud. Yeah. Making Debbie Reynolds proud. Like, amazing. Amazing performance. The fucking moment had me that laughing. I
0: realized it was, because I knew she was in the film, but I'd forgotten about it. Mm. And then that, because you see that character at first from a distance, and I yeah. didn't recognize her. And then there's this scene on a boat, and then she's there, and I was like, oh my God, it's fucking Billy Lloyd. Yeah. And there was just like, I was like, and because you was very, like, Carrie Fisher sort of yeah. esque energy going on, yeah. I was like, oh, I got a bit emotional about that. Yeah. In that moment. It was very cool.
1: Yeah. Like, as soon as she appears in the film, I'll just turn to. Angela, because I knew she would know. And I was just like, that's Carrie Fisher's daughter. She's like, really? I'm like... Hah. And I was just like, just in reverence of everything she was giving me. I was like, fuck you. This was so good. So good.
0: Very cool. Definitely go out and see Book smart mm. It's only just released in Australia pretty recently. You can still yeah. catch it in cinemas. I, it's been out in America for a while and I don't think yeah. it did real well, actually. It's sort of just... Maybe you can like
1: get it on. Why do they have like be on demand, video maybe on demand. Button. In any way that you can get it, absolutely get it. Except for legally, because you absolutely need to support this film because it's Definitely. really amazing. And Olivia support. Wilde did such a good job. There's one sequence in the film that is very different to the rest. That hmm. is a standout, and it's beautiful. Like I fucking loved it.
0: There was. There's it's I don't need to spoil to say there's a party, right? The mm. the party at the end, there was some stuff happening. I was really impressed by her direction as well. Mm-hmm. In terms of just where she was putting the camera, how close she was putting the camera to some of the actors, it made me feel very much with them in the because mo- yeah. it, it was a very unfamiliar place for them. You mm. felt them sort of like feeling sort of just a little bit lost in the excitement yeah. stuff of it all. Like it was almost like claustrophobic, mm. but re- I don't know. There was the, the way it was done, mm. I, I really felt like I was there with the characters yep. in those moments. It was very cool.
1: And the experience of the young gay lady character. Mm. Oh, my God. Familiar, is it? Very familiar. There's certain scenes that I was like, oh, been there. Yep.
0: <laughs> very funny. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I will quickly want to mention a couple of things. We need to wrap mm. this up. We're going long. Who cares? I, I watched... <laughs> Uh, a new show on Netflix called Blown Away. Have you heard about Blown Away, Damask?
1: I have because I wanted to watch it, but my girlfriend wouldn't let me. She's like, we're not watching that.
0: Well, let me pitch it to Angela Please and to do. you. Please do. It's about 10 master artists turn up the heat in <laughs> bla- glass-blowing sculpture challenges for the chance to win $60,000 in prizes and the title of champion
1: i already read of the synopsis so, you need to give me more than that cheese buddy
0: so the one of it's it is just like another like artist reality show competition right mm-hmm. and i think of very like different ones probably what other people think of kind of that MasterChef esque type thing or if you've seen strip search the one that penny Arcade did from about 10 years ago now whatever it was it was fucking awesome which is about comic book artists it was mm-hmm. really cool or mo- more recently lego masters it's sort of that vibe. Mm-hmm. I, I kept calling it next level Lego Masters because it's got similar drama to it, right? It's mm-hmm. like given a challenge... But you're with glass you make instead it, of LEGO. But you're doing it with glass. Yeah. So, like, the the chance of it breaking, the drama of the breaking That's is still what there. That's I
1: thought it would be amazing to watch. But it's,
0: like, more intense than Lego because mm-hmm. it's fucking glass and there's, like, so much heat and, like... It's just you feel, like, the effort that goes into making this stuff. Here's what I loved about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a massive fan of reality TV, but occasionally I get sucked into certain types of shows for instance in my household we've been watching a show called house rules which I'm is like
1: so baffled by that
0: it's just, it's a it's a reality show about like renovating people like other contestants houses basically so like if you're into just it's like, like a ha- shit version of the block well i disagree i think it's the good version of the I block disagree wholeheartedly but it doesn't matter the point is <laughs> you get sucked into it because maybe you're just into like design and like you know it's Fun looking at like, oh, what would I do with my house if I was renovating or whatever, right? You can get into that stuff. Mm -hmm. The problem with that show, because it's on a commercial station, these episodes that when you look at them, when you because we watch them sometimes on digital because we Mm. couldn't watch them live, they're like 40 minutes, but they're stretched out over an hour and a half because there are so many goddamn ad breaks. And it's all about just trying to hook you with the next bit of drama that's after the commercial. And it's so tiring. (laughs) Blown away... Each episode's about 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And in that 20 minutes, you will be, the contestants walk in. Here's your challenge. Watch them do the challenge. Here's the results. Judge, one person leaves. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes. Brisk. That's just That's why I like, nailed it. Moving. Yeah
1: because now It's
0: similar yeah yeah but now it's almost like it's almost making fun of that stuff right because oh yeah totally because like it's all about like what if everyone was quick, shit on this show? the show
1: but it's quick it's simple it's like this is what we're doing it's fucking ridiculous
0: you're out i've seen a few episodes of nailed it i'd mm. say it's even brisker than that like really? it's not trying to it's really just giving you like this is the important stuff mm. no fucking fluff no like Um, like I've got to make it funny and nailed it right it's not about Mm -hmm. making it funny it's just about like watching these people do this work like uh, look at the challenge how am I going to solve it what happens along the way cool this is what's left these are the reasons we like these ones these are the reasons we didn't like these ones you're gone Mm -hmm. and just like 20 minutes go by like another episode because I got time (laughs) like (laughs) it's really cool it's just yeah not built around ads I really liked it we watched the whole thing in one night (laughs) it was really easy to do and I want you to watch it because I want to talk to you about the result. I want to talk to you about mm. how the show ends. Okay. Because I think it's it's really interesting. I want to do a spoiler room with you about it. Because it's okay. I was just I was very impressed by how mm. some of the stuff that happens in the last episode. All right. Cool. Cool. I mean. Uh, so yeah, get Angela on board. Uh, it
1: sounds like it'll be a nice kind of like when I want to like let go of my anxiety and yeah. watch something a bit just nice and fun.
0: I mean, yeah, I think so. It, it's funny because like the drama's there, but it's not like... I don't think it's anxiety-raising No, no, drama. I find
1: shows like that quite relaxing to watch, so cool. that sounds good to me. Mm-hmm.
0: Finally, and we've both watched this. We have. We've seen Aziz Ansari's new stand-up special on Netflix right now, mm. filmed by Spike Jones in Brooklyn. Yeah. My first question to you is just, <laughs> did you like it? Was it funny? Did you enjoy it? Ugh. Uh, Oh, my reaction
1: is it's okay. Yeah. Look, obviously everyone's waiting to see like him address the situation. The article,
0: Mm -hmm. he
1: does address it real early. Um, he says that he was able to grow and we all learned a lot. But my question is, what did we learn? What did he learn? You know, he he said he reflected. But he doesn't really talk about what the conclusion of that reflection was or what the reflection is. He just kind of says that, you know, we should all be more thoughtful of the experience of others. But it was so brief and kind of nothing and not really dealing with any kind of complexity about dating and the grey areas and men's entitlement to sex and women's bodies and all that kind of stuff that I think probably should be addressed. And if you're a fucking deft comedian, I think you should be able to do it in a humorous way, Mm -hmm. a really intelligent, humorous way. Obviously, Hannah Gatsby is able to do that. Um, Mike, but, Biglia, who's one of my favourite comedians, he talks about you know a myriad of different issues uh, and he's a great storyteller and he's always funny and beautiful and really enriching, hilarious stories. It can be done. Mm. Isn- Aziz Ansari gives you an average stand-up with not a whole lot of insight. That is my opinion of it. Yeah,
0: that's sort of what I was coming to with mm. this. It's like, yes, he addresses it early mm. on. It's really brief. And if you've been paying attention, you've pretty much read those comments word for word already he's reiterated things that have been known about sort of how he's responded to this Mm -hmm. there's one bit he talks about like a friend that said he like was thinking back on his things it's like we heard that like like a week after the article came out Mm. um
1: maybe then talk about those experiences look back on them have a discussion about them what does that mean what does that say about you so Uh.
0: yeah so on its level it's like did i find it funny Sometimes I did. I think he was sometimes cleverer than it was funny in some of what he was trying to do. I
1: didn't find it clever at all.
0: <laughs> but the way he plays with the audience sometimes, I didn't mind. There was a couple of bits in there that I thought were a bit inspired.
1: There was one bit where he tricks the audience like, gotcha, but I kind of didn't want to
0: say that right, but that was, that was that's probably the moment. Yeah. But overall, it's, like, it's not as funny as other things he's done. And I didn't think it was that insightful. I thought Mm-mm. um, he had some things to say. He... I. I like the message he leaves the show on. It just... I guess it comes down to a question of expectation. Are we being unfair for expecting this show to be about? Like, to be more about the incident that happened last year? Or were we set up for that? And so it's disappointing that there wasn't more to it? Or,
1: Yeah, I think if, obviously, this stuff has happened and then... They, you know, obviously market it in like a more of like it's gonna be like more pensive and insightful kind of show. He's sitting down on a stool and it's kind of like in your face and like That's that a kind of stuff. Point. So yeah, my expectation is gonna be like, oh, this is gonna be a deeper exploration of the thing that he's now like, you know. He's vacated the arena to kind of deal with this and now he's coming back. This is his comeback from that moment and it's going to be like a more intimate, insightful experience. That's how they fucking marketed it to me. So that was my expectation. And then it's just kind of, you know, acknowledged but then dropped and we don't really get an insight into his
0: reflections on it at all. I would not really thought about that, but you're right. The fact that Spike Jones is directing it Mm. and that the way it's shot, like it's got... It's almost like it's shot on film maybe. It's got Mm. a very film grain thing to it. He's got this real real interesting close-up on his ears where you can see the people literally backstage behind him and stuff Mm. like that. And it's it's making a statement with the way it's filmed, but that's... The show isn't making a statement. Mm -mm. And this might sound really like uh, beside the point or maybe even a little bit low blow, but like... Maybe Aziz has come back out of this a different person, maybe a bit damaged. But like, I just thought he was low energy. Well, like, that's
1: the thing is, like, even the he, the way that he speaks on stage, it feels like he's saying more insightful things than he actually is. Yeah, like he's just like, I'm gonna talk real low and kind of slowly explain what I'm telling the audience, so, so I'm really telling them something that I've thought a lot about but a lot of it doesn't have a huge amount of meaning to it. Mm. And so I'm like, you're not speaking to me or educating me or showing me something else that I haven't heard a million times before.
0: Mm. It just rang untrue. It will take steps in a certain direction. Mm. I don't know. Okay, I think I, where I really want to leave this discussion is then, okay, we're not super impressed by this. I won't, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't mm. certainly didn't love it and I didn't think it... it yeah, I don't think it stands out as being particularly insightful or funny. How do we feel about about Aziz now and about any future work he might do, say, if he did like a Master of None season three or something like that?
1: Mm, I think it's something I probably have to think about. Like, yeah, because
0: mm. Mm, mm. I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Cause I'm, I think I'm happy to watch some of his work. Sure. I don't think he is damaging if I can say that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. To, I probably may have to think about to put it, it a bluntly, little bit.
0: I'm not cancelling as is. Do you know what no, I mean?
1: No. nor am I. I just think I now see him a little clearer. Mm. To which I think he is an average comedian. Mm. Um but he makes interesting TV.
0: Yeah, and that's I'm kind of more curious of Master. I don't think Nguyen. I'll
1: ever watch a comedy special from him ever again because it would—it's fucking boring. It's not—it's not great. It's not great stuff.
0: I—I I would even say I'm kind of keen for a Master of None season three to see what that is. Mm.
1: But then again, like I recontextualize some of the stuff that was in past seasons and his views on women and their experience of relationships and sex. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I—I'm I, not sure.
0: It'd be curious to go back to Master of None because I don't remember the specifics necessarily. But, like, I I was a real big fan of Season 2. Mm. Um, and then all that that, light, that stuff with the Bobby, what's-his-name character in Season 2 and then the Louis C.K. stuff came out. Mm. It's all been very, like... It's, it's so tied up in the re- reality and the real yeah. life and it's it's kind of murky now. Mm. Uh,
1: yeah, I think it's like he's, he's so willing to speak so openly about the things that other men have done, but then when it came to a really great opportunity to speak about, you know, his his own actions and perhaps like, and not, I'm not saying the actions were malicious at all, but like mm. just thinking about the impact of those actions on the women, um, not a lot of insight there. There's not, a, it doesn't seem to be a huge amount of reflection or willingness to speak about it which I think would have been important and really probably educational for a lot of men and he didn't do that.
0: So, you see this as a missed opportunity? Yes, I do. What? Okay. So, what if this is just his way of trying to like dip his toe into the water? Mm -hmm. It's like, am I even going... Because that's one thing he does talk about in the show is like he didn't know if he was going to be able to do this anymore. And so, he's kind of like dipping in like... Are people even going to watch this? Do people care, sh- give a shit about me? What's the reaction going to be?
1: So, no, sorry. Sorry. He's got a Netflix special directed by Spike Jones. I think you've got permission to talk about it.
0: No, because the, the thing was, the thing is always, they never don't have permission to talk about it, right? Mm. Especially men. They always have permission to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Men with a profile like Louis C.K. or Ricky Gervais or Aziz Ansari or any of these people will always have permission. They'll always find a venue to talk about this shit. Mm-hmm. I think I, it's more of a question of he's wondering how he's going to be perceived, not whether he can do it. Of course he can do it. Mm. He's wondering, like, if I come out and start saying anything about this or even just try and do a little bit of comedy again, what's the reaction going to be? So what if he comes away from this and it's generally positive, maybe a few people going, eh, I didn't really feel like it was genuine or whatever. Mm. Does he, and he gets a bit more courage, maybe that's not the best word. Uh, he feels like he can go- be a bit bolder. What if then he starts to talk about this stuff? Like, is there, again, still room for I'm never going to be
1: like, once he starts talking, I'll be like, oh, it's too late. Like, that's fine. Sure. Of-, of course that's fine. I just think this was a huge missed opportunity.
0: Does it, does, uh, yeah. I guess that's the only question I keep coming back to is like, did it have to be now? Did it have to be the first thing that he does where he really, really talks about that stuff? Because I can imagine yes. Master of None. Being- I think
1: like that was the time to do it. <laughs>
0: I, I can imagine Master of None where maybe cuz like live live comedy thing you, you you get to curate it and be so careful with your message when you do it in Master of None. That might be a more safe space to do that.
1: What do you mean you can do that with his stand-up show?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah you can. But it's like I think the expectations on a on a stand up like part of the reason that we didn't it's not just that he didn't talk about it we just didn't Mm. think it was funny and like I think he was trying to walk this weird line between the two he was trying to kind of try and do what Hannah Gatsby did just not really successfully do you know what I mean and maybe he's not cut out to do that but maybe he is cut out to do it no I think he thought he
1: was doing that and then just but he didn't want to actually say anything or really discuss any kind of difficult issue
0: yeah. Yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I, I think it's curious. Curious It's curious. Cu- I mean it's, curious it's, a, it's a curious little situation he's in at the moment. Mm. Um, and it just feels like it can go... It, I don't know. It just feels like it'll crumble very quickly. Either just he disappears into the night and fades away forever. Or he blows up and says something wrong and, like, that's it. It's all over. Or maybe he actually does have the right idea and has learnt the right lessons and... We all learn, you know, he learns from it and he, it makes a great message. I don't know. Mm. The thing was, this didn't enlighten us that much at all. No. It just, I kind of feel the same place I was before I saw it. And that's a weird place to be right now.
1: Yeah, I think like, I think the cowardly thing to do is to dip your toe with without acknowledging the actual issue. Just so you can get another opportunity to get another job and then say what should be said. If there's something that should be said, then you should fucking say it.
0: Is it okay? Mm, yeah, okay. So you, so you, that just wasn't just that it was enough acknowledgement. It just wasn't acknowledgement for you at all. That bit at the start of the,
1: it didn't say anything.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. We didn't say
1: anything.
0: Fair enough. All right, I think we'll wrap it up there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Off Topic Hot Topic. We'll be back next week with a review episode of Glow Season 3. That is going to come out on Tuesday, the 30th of July at mm-hmm. midnight.
1: Oh, girl.
0: Pacific time.
1: We are staying up
0: late. Because God no- for somehow we actually <laughs> got access to this early and we are we're gonna hit the embargo baby so i would suggest that you might want to listen to the review of that one and not listen to the spoiler warning because it's coming out a week before the actual show airs and then you can watch it to your heart's content listen to the rest of it in the meantime thank you very much for listening we will see you uh next week for a glow review bye Bye.
1: a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend